everybody. Welcome to Two Minutes and Beyond, the podcast where we review the Toy Story movies two minutes at a time. I'm Bianca and this is Macy. Hello. Hi. In this episode, we're talking about minutes 25 and 26 of Toy Story. We start this clip in the middle of the line Buzz started last week with him saying, My eyeballs could have been sucked from their sockets. Buzz closes his helmet and Woody says, You actually think you're the Buzz Lightyear? Oh, all this time I thought it was an act. Hey guys, look, it's the real Buzz Lightyear. Buzz says, you're mocking me, aren't you? Woody insists that he isn't, but then he points behind Buzz and yells, Buzz, look, an alien! Buzz falls for it, and Woody falls to the ground laughing. (laughs) Woody's such a bully. (laughs) He is. Honestly, in today's society, like, if this movie came out, I'm pretty sure everybody would hate Woody. Woody would be canceled. (laughs) He would, and honestly, that's, that's just how it goes, but he is kind of a jerk. I mean... Even when I was little, I was like, dang, this is an angry little cowboy. <laughs> and, like, I, you would think when, when he realizes, oh, Buzz isn't, like, he's not joking. He really thinks he's the Buzz Lightyear that he would maybe stop making fun of him. But, that, but he, it, he just goes harder. I think it's just, like, some of those people that think like well if i make fun of them enough they'll stop doing what they're doing and you know come back to reality but sometimes that doesn't work it just makes it worse and everybody else just thinks you're a huge jerk and that's the way the toys are they're just seeing woody being woody and they're like oh gosh he's such a jerk (laughs) i know but yeah that doesn't work though if someone is literally delusional it's not like making fun of them is gonna make them stop Exactly. And it's also like um, when you have like a patient with Alzheimer's or dementia where people, you know, they're in their own reality. And these people are like, well, no, you have to bring them back to reality. I'm like, no, that makes it worse. They get angry. They get sad. And it's like, just let them live in their little world. Not to say that Buzz has dementia. but (laughs) I mean, he's he's delusional. He's delusional. It's similar in some ways. I mean, certain things, like, I guess it would be safer to bring them back when they're being delusional. But if it's not harmful, then just let them. I mean, eventually, yeah, for Buzz, it may have been harmful because, like, you know, he's trying to fly Mm -hmm. and save the world. And he might just get run over by a truck or something one day because he's running outside. (laughs) Might lose his arm. Exactly. Spoiler alert. (laughs) As if anyone who's listening to this podcast hasn't seen this movie before. (laughs) Exactly. Hey, you never know. Maybe it's a five-year-old watching it for the first time or listening in on the first time. (laughs) I mean, nothing Woody says, like, ever, like, even shows, even the slightest possibility of changes changing buzz's mind buzz just gets angry at him i mean yeah because woody's being a jerk he's not saying anything like asking questions like okay well where are you from what do you do blah 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 he's just like oh you're a funky little spaceman that thinks he's an actual spaceman well guess what you're a toy (laughs) (laughs) he's just yelling at him he's yeah he's he's pretty angry for a fluffy little toy. 
little ragdoll. That said, though, like Woody mocking Buzz, I think it's some of Tom Hanks' best acting in this movie, or at least some of his funniest acting in this For movie. For sure. Yes, I do love Tom Hanks, the way he acts in this movie. He's, well, for me personally, he's one of my favorites. He's just, you know, a really good actor to me. But then when he does voice acting, it's it's still high quality. He really puts his emotion into all of it. And not just the voice acting either, but also, like, the the animation, like, the physical acting. Whoever animated this did a really good job. Oh, yeah, for he, sure. He's, like, flailing his arms everywhere. I, I love Woody's flailings. They're pretty great. Mm-hmm. Also, Buzz look an alien. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he's just so I don't know, like the way he does it is just so overly animated where he just like flings his arm into the air. <laughs> it's pretty and great. He, he literally he literally is like a bully on the playground or something, just being like, Hey, look over there, what's that? What? Oh, and then he laughs. <laughs> yeah. For sure. That's very, very childish bullying of him. 10 mm-hmm. out of 10, do not approve. Let's cancel Woody. <laughs> Woody's canceled. The name of this <laughs> podcast, Woody's canceled. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, let's let's move on from canceling Woody. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the name of this episode, Woody's Canceled. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So at the 26 second mark, suddenly the toys hear a sound of a dog barking and a kid laughing outside. Woody stops laughing, looks up at the window with concern and says, uh-oh. Slinky hides under the bed and says, it's Sid. The Troikas all shake with fear and jump into each other to hide. The toys all make their way over to the desk to look out the window. Rex says, I thought he was at summer camp. And Ham responds with, they must have kicked him out early this year. They all climb up a stack of books into a chair and then onto the desk. When they look out the window, they see that Sid is in his yard down below throwing rocks at a toy with his dog Scud chained up and barking. When I was watching this clip for the first time and they were all getting ready to go up to the desk, I was about to, I was ready to be like, how did they climb up onto the desk? How did they get up there? And then I, and then it showed the the books in the chair and I was like, oh, well, that explains it then. I know our questions have been answered. We could have just waited a few minutes later and we would have seen it. But of course we're like, well, how did they get up there? How did they do this and that? But when they are on top of the bookshelf earlier in the movie, they don't show all that stuff. They There's no chair or books there. This is true. They don't show it for us. So we have, desk. we have too many questions while we were watching the first few minutes. <laughs> too many questions that in, in the end of it all don't really matter that much. <laughs> I know. It's honestly, in all honesty, I never noticed this until we started the two minutes at a time nitpicking all of the scenes. And when I'm looking at it, I have all these questions. And we're just going to have to add these questions to Jared's letter <laughs> that he's writing to <laughs> Pixar. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's even, for me, bled into other movies. Like, when I'm watching a movie with the girl that I babysit, especially if it's a 3D animated movie, I'm, like, looking at <laughs> looking at everything and, try, and like, seeing, are there, are there any animation errors or cheats or anything? Oh, yeah, for sure. I started doing that, too, with um, a couple of shows that I'm watching. And going through it, I'm looking at the rooms, like whatever the room the characters are in, or I'll look at um, like scenery to see if anything's changed. And if there's something, I'm like, look, there it is. There's a continuity error. (laughs) (laughs) And everybody, like if I'm watching it with family or with friends, everybody's just like, shut up. Just watch the show. (laughs) This podcast is ruining our our entertainment Our life experience of, every, <laughs> of other tv shows and movies as well <laughs> you know for sure i'm not enjoying that part of it i'm like man i could have just been thoroughly enjoying each show the way i normally enjoy it but now <laughs> i'm analyzing everything like i'm a forensic scientist <laughs> do you want to hear some information and stuff about sid i sure do I've got some stuff from our sacred text, Toy Story, the art and making of the animated feature. There's a quote from John Lasseter here saying, Sid started out essentially as a surrogate for us to regress to being 10-year-olds. No big story arc for him, no agenda. We took what we knew about setting off cherry bombs and bugging our little sisters and all the stuff we did to our toys as kids and rolled it into one character. And... There's another quote also from John Lasseter. It says, When Sid hit his furthest flung orbit of bad boy extremity, some of the people at Disney said, This is a kid we don't recognize anymore. He needs to go back to being somebody people can look at and say, I knew a kid like this. There's also a quote from Joss Whedon. It says, Sid's personality was kind of hard to find because nobody is out and out evil. In the end, I think he's the character you identify the most, oh, you identify with the most because he has a great imagination. And his imagination is the key to his voice because once you think of the games that he's playing, then he can be over malevolent, overtly malevolent and say evil things and rub his hands together and do his evil laugh because that's all part of the game. And it also talks about how Sid blowing up the combat Carl was inspired by something that Andrew Stanton did to a toy as a kid. Oh, gosh. (laughs) He says, uh, we made an M80 into a little backpack for him, laughed Stanton. I told John that story, and he said, okay, that's how we'll introduce Sid. He blew him up in some field owned by uh owned by his friend's family. That's honestly blew up a toy. That's fantastic to know that that's an actual real life thing that one of the animators did. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's great. I did not know that that was an actual thing they did. It also talks about how um 
It says, at one point, the story team tried beefing up Sid into a full-tilt bullying nemesis for his neighbor Andy. They began generating scenarios of jealousy and rivalry between Sid and Andy, but that approach threw the plot line out of balance. Sid was taken to gruesome extremes, says Stanton. Various storyboards depicted him aiming staple guns, slingshots, and darts at the hapless dolls. He got so sadistic, it was as if he understood that these toys would feel the pain or that they would suffer. That's pretty dark. (laughs) That's honestly something that I would see, like, college humor make or something to make fun of the whole Toy Story thing. I kind of like the idea of... Um, Sid being like Andy's nemesis, like the yeah. bully, Andy's bully. That would have been a fun concept, but it is true that it would have thrown the plot off because that would have mm-hmm. been like a whole other plot on its own. Yeah. It would have added too much. There would have been too much going on. Yeah. Especially if you think like, the toys are living their own life. And then you see Andy living his own life. It kind of would have been like inside out, but except (laughs) a lot more difficult and a lot more challenging to do because to me, that's like a whole story on its own. And you could do, maybe they'll do a short of that one day, which would be really cool if they did. They should do that after they do the 10 toy Christmas special. Yes, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, do you want to hear some stuff about the actor who played Sid? I do. Eric Von Detten played Sid, and he is an actor who has appeared in movies and TV shows like Days of Our Lives, Disney's Tarzan, and the series The Legend of Tarzan, Recess, The Princess Diaries, uh, the PBS show Sagwa, The Chinese Siamese Cat, and a lot of others. I think he's actually still doing stuff today. Well, that's really neat. I did not know that he was in Recess. Which character did he play in Recess? Let me see. I don't remember. <laughs> I never really watched that show, so I don't know all the characters. That's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. He played Erwin Lawson. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know who that is. I was surprised to find out that he was in in Sagwa. Is I used I to watch know. that show. I used to like Sagwa too. I didn't watch it too much because at that time I was already starting to get like older and I wasn't watching as many cartoons on TV. But um, I did get to see part of Sagwa and I thought it was like a really cute concept. I just never really watched the thing in its entirety. <laughs> it was a good show. I enjoyed it. That's all I have about Eric Von Detten. (laughs) (laughs) Not too terribly much. Oh, I do have one more thing about this little section, though. Um, At 41 seconds, you can see, as they're all coming up to the window, you can see, like, Bo use her crook to jump over from the nightstand to the desk. Oh, that's cute. That's a cute little tidbit. Never paid attention to Bo. (laughs) Yeah, I never realized that she used her crook in any way like that before, like, Toy Story 4. That's really cute. Um, I like that they use certain characters, like, 
features or accessories that they have and they use it in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of another one that I've seen in Toy Story that I thought was really cute. I can't think of it right now, but I know that Pixar does like to do that. So I like that they added that too, even though I've never noticed it. That's really cute. Yeah, I hadn't noticed it before either. Okay, so at the 45 second mark, Mr. Potato Head says, who is it this time? Woody can't tell, so he asks where Lenny is. Lenny appears and says, right here, Woody. Rex says, oh no, I can't bear to watch one of these again. Woody looks through Lenny and sees combat Carl, a combat Carl action figure attached to an explosive. Buzz appears and asks what's going on, and Woody responds with, nothing that concerns you spacemen, just us toys. Buzz pulls Lenny away, saying, I'd better take a look anyways. Buzz looks through Lenny and asks, why is that soldier strapped to an explosive device? Woody moves Buzz to the right and says, that's why, Sid. But Buzz can only see Scud, so he says, he sure is a hairy fellow. (laughs) Woody (laughs) looks through one of Lenny's lens and says, no, no, that's Scud, you idiot. This is Sid. He moves Lenny to show Buzz Sid, who is laughing maniacally. (laughs) <laughs> i love that buzz is just kind of not all there <laughs> yeah there's not really much to say until we see the second part so let me go ahead and continue with that well or do you have information <laughs> i have stuff to say oh please do lenny is adorable oh gosh yes i love lenny he's one of my favorites I I like him a lot. I thought up until uh, getting ready for this episode that he was voiced by Jeff Pigeon. But according to Pixar Wiki, he was voiced by Joe Ramped. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why I thought Jeff Pigeon. Probably because he does a lot of other voices in this movie in fact i might i might have even mentioned on the podcast before i might have even said it was jeff pigeon but it's not oh well, there we go we answer. have an answer <laughs> also we've talked about this before and about how they shouldn't be able to see with lenny that far away yeah exactly i feel like his little googly eyes would get in the way like could you imagine trying to look through lenny and you just see his little googly eye moving around (laughs) (laughs) it's more of the strange binocular logic in this movie i know it just doesn't make any sense but you know what it's toy story we love it so (laughs) yes i also sid is yelling something at around the one minute and four second mark it sounds like I know you're like cramping butt and then I can't I I can't make out exactly what he's saying. It sounds like he's saying like but you can't move or something like that. Yeah, something. I've noticed that he was saying something too, but I couldn't really hear. Like I know they do that a lot when they're trying to just make it sound like background noise and sometimes they just give them gibberish to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's what's happening here. They're just like, say stuff that a, a 10-year-old would say in a war scenario. <laughs> yeah. Um, and in the audio commentary, they mentioned that Hasbro wouldn't, what well, they wanted to use G.I. Joe 
but Hasbro wouldn't let them because they were going to blow him up. <laughs> Understandably, so they had to make their own character combat Carl. I mean, that does make sense. You would not want to see your own product being either abused, blown up, or slandered in any way. So they're like, no, no, you can't use it. (laughs) (laughs) And then also from the audio commentary, they said that all of the combat, uh, the combat Carls are the same model as the Green Army Men. They're just like scaled up larger. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. You know, now that I look at it, he does look like the little Green Army Men. But they just slapped on more skins to him, so he actually looked like a an army figure and not just like a little man. Green plastic. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Yes. Although the the model that they use for him in Toy Story of Terror in Toy yes. Story 4 definitely isn't a green army man. That is my favorite. I love Combat Carl. I would say that he... I mean, aside from, like, the main characters, from the side characters, he's my most favorite side character. I love that they made him an actual character later on. Me too, because that's really sad that they just left him, like, blown up in the first movie. I'm like, give him a comeback for Combat Carl. (laughs) Yeah, they even did, like, those fake uh, little 2D animated commercials. The oh, same yeah, like PSAs that were in Toy Story of Terror. Yes, those were really those cute. Are good. I like, like that. Like um like those old like cartoon character PSAs from the eighties or something. Yeah, that's really cute. I like that they did that because I remember seeing stuff like that growing up. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Also, I noticed that uh you can see the globe like behind them on the dresser. In this mm-hmm. scene. And I was thinking until until I started getting ready to do the next episode that we're about to record. <laughs> I was like, but how did the globe end up on the other side of the room? Because it falls, the the bulletin board like falls on the globe and the globe like rolls and like chases Buzz. Right. So like how did it move from behind them on the dresser to the desk and then i realized oh the globe was in um the globe was in a moving box or something on andy's desk later on so that was why it moved yeah that makes sense and i was thinking too like if he's cleaning that one area he could have just set the globe on the other side and while he's finishing packing everything up then he'll put the globe in the box because yesterday I rearranged my room and I moved everything about 20 different times (laughs) trying to get (laughs) everything moved around. So I, that is totally believable that like he would move it, especially since he's moving. Mm -hmm. Gosh, I hate moving. It's like one of the least favorite things I like doing. (laughs) I haven't had to do it in 18 years and I don't look forward to ever having to do it again. Oh gosh, I know. And I'm the type of person that's like, yeah, I'm never going to move my stuff because I like the layout of my room. And then like half a year later, I'm like, it's time for a change. And I move everything again. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> I just need to stop talking. Okay, so are we ready to move on? That's all I have to say about okay. that section. 
Let me move on. Okay. At the 1 minute 18 second mark, Buzz looks at Woody and says, you mean that happy child? Potato Head says, that ain't no happy child. And Rex adds, he tortures toys just for fun. We see Sid throw a cinder block at Combat Carl and Buzz says, well, then we've got to do something. He jumps to the edge of the window, Bo gasps and catches him by his arm with her crook saying, what are you doing? Get down from there. Buzz responds, I'm going to teach that boy a lesson. Woody makes fun of him saying, yeah, sure, you go ahead, melt him with your scary laser. Woody pushes Buzz's laser buttons and Buzz pulls his arm away and yells, be careful with that, it's extremely dangerous. Lenny notices Sid about to light the explosive and yells, he's lighting it, he's lighting it, hit the dirt. Everyone jumps back and goes, uh, and it goes off with a loud boom. So this whole scene right here is just like, so many things are happening. <laughs> there are a lot of things happening. But when Buzz says, you mean that happy child? I'm like, he's kind of, he's kind of not wrong. I mean, he is happy, enjoying what he's doing. He's having fun. It's just dark, twisted fun. <laughs> yeah, he's being imaginative. He's playing in his own, in his own way. I don't know if I would say that Sid is overall happy because he doesn't seem like he has the greatest home life. Honestly, yeah, I think that has a lot to do with the way Sid turned out. Also, like if he's at school and he's hanging out with the wrong crowd, that might also fuel his imagination to be the way he is. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I know a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, Sid's the bad guy and he's just evil all around. I'm like, no, I don't. I really don't think that. Like, yeah, he's portrayed as the bad guy because of the way he plays but at the same time it's like i don't know like to me i just feel like he's a a misunderstood child <laughs> we need like a um like a wicked or maleficent style prequel for sid, about sid <laughs> and why he became the way he is and how he's not actually evil that you know what that needs to happen. It's gonna be like a redemption <laughs> prequel. <laughs> oh my gosh, we go. need that to happen. I feel like honestly, if he had the family that Andy did, maybe he wouldn't be as dark and twisted. I don't know. I feel like maybe. he's I feel like he has potential, but he's putting it in the wrong direction. Yeah. He's very creative, but he's not using it for the most, um, in like the most constructive ways. Exactly. It's just like when you see kids at school that are like being creative, but it's concerning creative and you don't want to crush their creativity, but you want to direct it to where it's not like dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> so to speak. I wonder I wonder if Andrew Stanton was one of those kids. <laughs> you know, I want I'm very concerned for Mr. Stanton now. <laughs> I mean, it seems like he's directed his creative energies in more positive ways. Yeah, I think honestly, kids that are like that are 
really creative and they just don't have an outlet for their creativity, especially if their home life is not the best, which appears to be Sid's situation, as we'll get to that later on. But I really do think like if he were to apply himself, maybe he would be just as creative as Andy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like how we psychoanalyze fictional characters. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite pastimes. I mean, I think it's a lot of people's <laughs> favorite pastime. <laughs> That's what like half of Tumblr is. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Every time I scroll, I see like 40 different characters being psychoanalyzed and I'm like, oh, yes, let me look through this. Like half of the characters, I don't even know, but I'm just like, oh, yes, time for some tea and some reading. <laughs> um, Buzz is like, so when he, when Rex says he tortures toys just for fun and Buzz is like, well, we've got to do something then. Like, so Buzz, Buzz thinks he's a real person, right? He thinks he's a space ranger. And he thinks that toys, meaning that he would think that toys are just in a, inanimate objects. Right. So, so why, why would this bother him so much? Exactly. Because first he feels concerned for Combat Carl, that he has explosives attached to him. But then he's also mm-hmm. saying that he's got to save him. But he's also going to face an actual child as a toy. Right, that too. That too. So does he just think everybody coexists together? Like maybe they're just tiny. And then also that too. He's tiny. Does he not realize that the bed is a bed and not just terrain? I <laughs> I have more questions now. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's a delusion. There's no reason it has to make sense. This is true. It is it's his delusion. The answer. Oh gosh, Buzz needs therapy. You think, like, on some level, he knows that he's a toy, which is why he's he is concerned. Like, so, like on some, like, deep subconscious level. Maybe. He knows that he's a toy and that toys are, are not just inanimate objects, but that they're alive. Right. Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't put that past him thinking, like, okay... He knows and he's aware that he's the height of toys and he's built out of plastic like other toys. And he goes inanimate when Andy's around. Does he think Andy's like some sort of like sentient being or does he think he's just like a giant? Does he think he's living in the land of giants or... I don't know if he actually understands the concept initially of a kid and like people and the difference between toys and people. Maybe he just thinks everyone there is an alien and that they just call themselves toys. Like that's just the name of their alien species. Maybe. Because I don't know. (laughs) I don't know because all the toys, like none of Well, no, Andy's toys, some of them are humanoid, but then there's like the pig, Ham, and then the dinosaur, Rex, Rex. and then Mr. Potato Head, Slinky, Slinky. so yeah, maybe he does think like these are all just 
funky little aliens and there's one that just so happens to look like a cowboy so maybe he's a human but at the same time oh well, i don't know you know what i don't like buzz <laughs> <laughs> i do like buzz i'm just gonna put a disclaimer out there he's one of my favorites <laughs> at this point in time i'm like buzz stop <laughs> i just want i just want to know what he thinks a toy is and this in this instance and why why he cares that a toy is being tortured yeah that i don't understand his logic i don't know if it was supposed to go this deep pixar is just <laughs> making a movie for kids <laughs> so i don't know i don't know i'm deeply confused with this this is this is not how I wanted to spend my Sunday afternoon. <laughs> well, we have deeply like analyzing what Buzz thinks is a toy and <laughs> what he thinks is real. <laughs> well, we have like three quarters of the movie left to figure it out. So yes, in due time, we will figure it out. And if not, we have three other movies <laughs> to figure it out. Yeah, that's that's true. How? How do Sid and Scud and other people in the neighborhood not see them up there? Also, yes. How do they not realize that there's toys at the window that's open? They could fall out of the window. So they could peek their head through the window. And if somebody's walking by and they see all these little toys moving around, I would have been scared. I would have (laughs) run. I mean, also, when you think about it, In the next clip, I believe it's the next clip, when Buzz falls out of the window, it's like, Mm -hmm. do they think that Andy just threw Buzz out of the window? Like, if someone is watching and they see the toy fall, do they just think, like, oh, Andy was playing a little too crazy and he decided to just fling his toy out the window? (laughs) I don't know. I guess so. Or I just accidentally knocked him over i don't know i know and then you think about it and you're like obviously they don't live in the south they live up north because in the south we all have screens on our window because there's bugs (laughs) (laughs) that's true i didn't i never i never realized that that always bothered me even as a child i was like why don't they have screens on their window there's bugs there's gonna be bugs in andy's room (laughs) (laughs) that's funny or it's just for plot purposes. Maybe. Maybe they just, maybe screens don't exist in the Toy Story world because bugs don't exist. Oh, wait, no. Bugs do they exist. Do, they do exist. Oh, my goodness. I can't <laughs> fathom this. Buzz too has much a dead bug on his, on his uh, helmet later. Yeah, and Woody wipes it off. So, yes, bugs do exist. Maybe that should be the title of this episode. Bugs do exist. Bugs do exist. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case you were wondering, people, if you were having a delusion like Buzz, they do exist. For all the conspiracy theorists out there saying bugs aren't real. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Did you hear about how conspiracy theorists are now saying that birds aren't real and that they're actually being used by the government? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I can't handle that. I 
I mean, what do you think fried chicken is? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't handle Next, people. you know, they're going to start a conspiracy that toys are alive. I mean, I would probably be on board with that one. I, that one I would follow. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past people to <laughs> start saying things like that. Also, so when Bo, like, hooks her, her crook around his arm mm-hmm. to, like, keep him from falling, is that, like, foreshadowing to what happens in ne- in the next two minutes maybe buzz falling out the window (laughs) i don't know if foreshadowing is the right word hmm i'm not sure maybe you know if bo would have just been there when the next two minutes happened none of this would happen and the movie would have ended right there that's (laughs) another thing well we can talk about it in the next episode we will (laughs) (laughs) because it's not as relevant here oh my goodness i know i'm already thinking of things for the next two minutes and i'm like okay i need to stop i need to calm down i need to read the second or the the next part that's coming up so with that being said like 10 minutes for until we finish this and get the next one started i know two hours later Oh, gosh. Okay, so let me continue with this so we can get on to all of our our thoughts that we have brewing now. At 1 minute 49 seconds, debris flies around after the explosion and the toys slowly start to look out the window again. Sid yells, yes, he's gone. He's history and laughs. Buzz says, I could have stopped him. And Woody says, Buzz, I would love to see you try. And the clip ends there. I love how it cuts perfectly off the best part of that line. Yes. I love how perfectly that it ended right there. <laughs> I know. It kind of made me sad though. I mean, we'll we'll talk about it in a few minutes when we start recording <laughs> the next episode, but for the people listening, it's going to be like a whole week. Yeah. So y'all are just going to have to wait unless you're binging them all in a row or something. <laughs> I know they stop they probably I don't know if people would do this or like if they would just save our podcast until we get all of it out or at least half of the movie out and then just binge it. I hope not because that would be that would be a lot to listen to. That would be it's 80 minutes. Well, no, actually, the movie's 80 minutes, but we're going like five hours with each two minutes. Yeah, like we'll probably end end up with about four. 40 or 41 episodes mm-hmm. that are all between like half an hour to an hour or a little more than an hour. Yeah. So it is going to be a good couple of days. If you were to listen to it nonstop, <laughs> you might actually have 48 hours so you could listen for two days straight. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. You have two days to listen to us ramble. I wouldn't recommend listening to two days worth of us talking all in one sitting. No, for sure. Do not try this at home. (laughs) I mean, you can listen to us at home, but don't try to binge. Should we talk about the deleted scene? Ooh, yes. I did watch that. You had um, sent it to me just before this video, so I was able to watch it. Yes, 
so there's a deleted scene um, that happens right around, would have happened right around this spot in the movie called Shakes the Rattle. And it's about this, um, this character shakes the rattle. That's like, it's a, it's a tiger, like teething ring. I assume it's one of Molly's toys, but he's got like this, his name is shakes and he's got like this gruff voice. And it says that it's inspired by Quint, the Robert Shaw character from the movie Jaws. Okay, yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, it's like, and it's like this whole almost horror movie-like scene. And the the tiger teething ring is talking about uh, Shakes the Rattle and what happened to him when he somehow got stuck in Sid's room. And it says that eventually, eventually the character sort of morphed into Mr. Shark somehow. They don't really explain that. <laughs> but they said that it was, um, the, the scene was cut because it was too different from the, ref- from the rest of the movie and it felt like out of place. But it, it's, it's very strange. <laughs> It is strange, and it does not feel like it matches any of the movie. I do like the concept of it kind of like paying an homage to Jaws or like any type of horror movie, but it doesn't really, like, he just shows up real quick and then he leaves. Like, if he had more of a part in the movie, then maybe it would have worked, but... Honestly, if they just do that and then he leaves and never shows up for the rest of the movie, it wouldn't make sense. I wonder if he was the inspiration for the character um, Bitey White. I love Bitey um, White. I was going to say the that. I'm tiger like- <laughs> from Toy Story 4 and the Forky Asks the Question. Yes, that's I played love by, that so much. That's played by Betty White. <laughs> I love that they did that where they just changed all their names to sound like the actor or the actress that's voicing <laughs> them. So like Bitey White and then uh, Cheryl Burnett. <laughs> yeah, but it's a tiger teething ring. And it's like, I mean, it's a more friendly looking te- teething ring. She's very cute. She's a very cute yeah. little ring. <laughs> yeah, but I have to think that that was some some inspiration for that somehow. I think so. I think they may have recycled that. They saw that in their deleted scenes and says, hey, this is still like a fun character. Let's use it for something else, even if it is just like a short, which is what they did eventually. Yeah, well, and and she was in Toy Story 4. Oh, that's right. She was in Toy Story 4. In the closet, yes. I remember that. That's really cute. Dang it. I need more Bitey White in my life. Same. Well, that's all I have. Yeah, that's pretty much all I have, too. Um, Really, there's not much left to say about the clip because everything that I want to say will now be a part of the the next two minutes. So I'm just going to close this out right now. So thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts and send us an email if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. And if you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. See you next time.
Bye. Bye.